Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, how are you feeling? I, I'm feeling good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I would guess so. I, I would guess so. You probably I, feel like I, really I, full and satiated. Did you have a good dinner last night? Oh, goodness. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I did. I had a great dinner. Mm, where'd you go? Niche. Mm. Have you been to Niche? Niche of Geneva? Well, I, don't, I don't get invited, so. I saw that you had gone with Steve, though. Yeah, you yeah, Steve out there. Yeah, no, it's fine. No, I think it's a good thing. I like that, you know, you invite people and not me uh, to dinner. I think that's great. It's uh, awesome. Uh, y'all get invites, too. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know. Mm. You know, I'm just saying. Mm. All I... I Forget we're the gonna, invite. We're gonna, I wasn't we're there. Gonna, we're going to do this was, on air? I wasn't you there. You want me to say it on air? Here, here's the only thing that matters. I wasn't there, and that's your fault. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> if I'm not somewhere... I know people get invites. Yep. Just uh, throwing that out there. Here, here's the thing. If you invite me, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, I, I don't go, you shouldn't go with anybody else. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's I, what that, this that's is? The, I think that, you know, you should just it, I, you should eat alone. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, you know, it's not, and it's not jealousy. Okay. It's not jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a fantastic, would you like me to take you through everything? I would. Yeah. How did it go? I've, I, I feel like I've been there and it wasn't great, but hmm. I, but it was a while ago and maybe, I don't know. I know so, I've always had a great meal there. Um, no, it, fantastic. I had a good, uh, there's a good cheese board. You know, I like a good cheese board. Mm-hmm. So the cheese, the cheese board was good. The I think the star of that though, there was a, a sausage board, mm. homemade sausage, very good. It had a black garlic one. Nice, yeah, amazing, amazing. And it paired with wine, I'm guessing. Because uh, you're usually like in that situation. That's, no, no, we uh, yeah, oh, no, okay, we, no we, wine that time. Yeah, okay. no wine this time. No wine this time. And uh, and may- then we also had uh, a burrata. Uh, which is again, I like cheese. Okay, so it's a very nice, soft cheese. Very, it's it's, uh, it's really very uh, lots, lots of cheese. It's a cheesy night. It was a cheesy night. Mm-hmm. Cheesy night. Then from there, let's see. Molly had the sea bass. Okay, and uh, which I've had the sea bass before. It's always cooked wonderful, but sometimes they put these peaches on it. Mm, okay, but before the peaches were like huge. This time it was like two little small ones. I'm like, ah, oh, that's better. But anyways, it was fantastic. She had a great one. Michelle and Steve had the pork shank. Okay. Which was massive. Very well done. And then I had the steak. I had nice. the ribeye. Yeah. I want the ribeye. Yeah. Jimmy always well goes done. well done though. So I don't know what that's uh, all about. So medium gross. rare. <laughs> and, oh, speaking of steak. Yeah. So I'm heading out again to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I got uh, some the, meetings out yeah. there. And I've already booked my reservations for the place we went. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've already booked some yeah, reservations. Yeah, at the Rio, top of the Rio. Top of the that Rio. Thing. That was, yep. uh, yeah, that was uh, the best meal I think I've ever had. Out. <laughs> that was pretty good. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, well, Jen and I went out yesterday. Oh, nice. Well. Where'd you guys go? See? Oh, well, we just went to Barrel and Rye. That's where Nothing we go. Nothing wrong with yeah, that. Nope. No, it was nice. We sat outside and we got it all in before the rain came. Nice. Did our- uh... See, so you wouldn't have came out with us anyways. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's not, it's not whether or not I would go. It's that you went with somebody else. That's the that's the point. How? Okay. okay. You're like you're yeah. that person that just wants to see the world burn. Okay, fine. Uh, but... I can't have it. No one can. Okay, fine. Then I am uh, I'm the Joker. Uh, that's fine. Okay. I'm the Joker. You're the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, uh, you know, the good one. The good one? Yeah. The was one from Dark Knight Rises. I'm, I'm you know. 
Yeah, the oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. The best Joker that's the been best done Joker. So no, no, I understand. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about like morally good. No, I'm awful. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want. So no. does that make like does that make Jen your Harley Quinn? Sure, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'm totally down with that. Look at me. Why, dude? You like Halloween's staring, coming up? I'm you're like staring off into the distance. Yeah, I'm like, man, she could rock that costume. Oh huh? gosh, stop! <laughs> I, I just caused an issue. <laughs> Amazon next day delivery. Here we go. Oh, uh, she would never. She no, would never. She would never, ever. Although I, no, you can't say the never and then although. Although I, I think I can get her if there is a costume party this year. Oh, um, she'll dress up for, of course, because everybody else But not else as Harley is. Quinn, though. Oh. Uh, but I bet I could get her to go as either Morticia Adams uh, or um, Lily from the Monsters. I bet I could get her to pull that up. I, okay. I, I may, if I could get her to pull up anything, it'd be one of those. Yeah, yeah. But she probably still wouldn't do it. She'd just go. She might well, no, go. She, she would go. Well, if it's a party. Yeah. She might do it. She'd be Maybe. more likely, I would think. There's more, more likely. More likely, yeah. because yeah. everyone else is doing it. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. not like. It's not like the weird thing you were just trying to insinuate. Yeah, well, it's not weird. It's just, you know, it's exciting. You know, come on, <laughs> what's wrong with that? I could be the penguin. That's why I'm probably more like the penguin, really. <laughs> not, I'm more like Danny DeVito. Oh, my gosh. Not, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. If you're the Danny DeVito yeah. penguin. If I'm just being honest about it. That's, uh, that's about as close to a character in DC. I mean, universe. the reality is you're not really worthy to, no. to be the Joker. No. Let's just be no, honest. No, 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 no. I mean, no. you're worth really... Yeah, is the penguin Danny DeVito? Yeah, and that's stretching a bit, you know. And I mean, I'm reaching up to that level. You're reaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're reaching up to that level. Well, speaking of being being able to be worthy, mm-hmm. we're back in the what is the Baptist Catechism that's question one hundred four, and it's what is required to the worthy receiving of the Lord's Supper. It is required of them that would worthily partake of the Lord's Supper, that they examine themselves of the knowledge to discern the Lord's body, of their faith to feed upon him, of their repentance, love, and new obedience, lest coming unworthily they eat and drink judgment to themselves. Okay, so for context, I think most of our listeners understand, but it, it, but if not, and I'm sure I'm sure a bunch who maybe are newer to the faith or to mm-hmm. the scripture might not know. Uh, so in the church at Corinth, there were a lot of problems, <laughs> like mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. a lot of churches. And uh, one of the problems was when they celebrated the Lord's Supper, uh, they were having major moral spiritual failures in that uh, they would celebrate the Lord's Supper in the context of a shared meal, uh, called them love feasts back then. And, uh, you know, it'd be like potluck style, obviously. More evidence for this being a Baptist church. Uh, so they have potluck style. Everybody would bring food, but it it really wound up that uh, these groups were kind of isolating themselves and and so, sort of secluding or uh, marginalizing the poorer congregants, mm. uh, not sharing the the good spread, keeping yeah, the yeah. good stuff for themselves, and they'd be drinking too much wine. They're drinking too much wine. What the heck? Mm, okay, so overindulging. Be, yeah, getting drunk. I mean, getting drunk is wrong but if you're going to to do it maybe don't do it at church when, you, when you're when you're actually fellowshipping and trying to worship mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. observe observe the lord's supper and so this uh was going on uh and as a consequence of that god was bringing uh judgment or discipline upon the congregation and so like some people were getting sick some people even died uh and paul understood this to be 
uh, you know, essentially uh, God's response to their wickedness to stop them in their tracks, right? So here on the front end, what Paul's saying is, is the big word here is examine. If you're going to engage in the Lord's Supper, if you're gathering mm. for worship and you're eating this meal together and you're going to receive uh, the bread and the wine representing the body and blood of Christ, then you have to examine yourself. And with that word that I mean, it it really leads into this is not a a passive participation, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, when we're coming to it, there is some sense of of approaching in a certain manner and yep. you know one is you know humbly we're gonna be talking more about that kind of stuff later but um in this case it's it's that examining and, and looking at oneself yeah right as as we come to the table um i mean this is the this is you know we're celebrating the lord's supper we're mm-hmm. celebrating what the lord has done for us we're celebrating the lord uh that his his body was broken his blood was spilled and so we do not take this in an unworthy manner yeah now there's one big passage, right? That the one, a couple of verses that this is pointing directly at, right? Mm-hmm. First Corinthians eleven twenty eight and twenty nine. Yeah. yeah, let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. So, to examine ourselves is to not become overly infatuated with yourself it's yeah. not to make yourself the point but it, it is to look carefully at yourself and to uh check your heart your your faith your your motives mm-hmm. the state or the condition of your soul right uh am i repenting uh or have i been negligent there yeah. uh, have i been loving my my brothers and sisters or or have i been selfish and i think a lot of a lot of people that celebrate the lord's supper get some of this, right? Like this seems to be a fairly common thing when I share in the Lord's Supper at other churches. Uh, there's this sense in which, like, hey, we examine ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, this is, a, this is a time for repentance. It's a time for seriousness. Um, and it, that's almost the whole of it. I, there's not a whole lot of, I, sometimes I don't sense as much enthusiasm or joy in the Lord's Supper at some churches mm-hmm. as I do this part. Um, you got to have both. But we do need we do need to do that, right? To like take a close look at ourselves to see whether or not we're trusting, believing, and repenting. But what if what if? Okay, so here's the thing: we encourage people to do this at Redeemer mm-hmm. um, every week, every week, every week, every week, every every other week, single week, and and the ones in between. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what if somebody comes and they recognize like, you know what, this whole week or this past month or this season of my life, I have been impenitent. I have not been repenting. I have been spiritually cold. I better not take communion. What's your exhortation to them in light of this? Well, in light of this, I'd say you are examining yourself. Repent, come forward and rejoice yeah. in, in what uh, the Lord has done uh, uh, for you and in you. Yeah. Like, oh, so you see that? You, yeah. you see the problem? Praise God. Okay, that's that's great. Yeah. That you can attribute that to God. Now what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Sit there and not take the Lord's supper? No, you you start repenting. I think people think they got it like I've got to get every th- aspect of my life in order sometimes people like Well, and and, and, there, and there, in that then there's like that sense of like uh not self-help but mm-hmm. oh, self-salvation, yep. yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like to be worthy of being saved, I must fix myself before I come to the Lord. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really an act of it's really an act of disbelief then yeah. when we sit back and say, never mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from this, even though I know I'm I'm repenting of it. 
and I and I recognize it, but I'm going to go ahead and make sure everything is in order first before I come. Yeah, and I think that's a misreading of of what Paul is exhorting us to mm-hmm. do. The idea is not that oh, you have to, you know, have so many days under your belt of not committing that sin. It's are yeah, you- it's, not, it's not a Jesus uh, Apple ring. What that watch? The fitness ring? What? Never mind. Forget it. What's a fitness? Forget ring? it. Never mind. I, I, I stumbled. What are we? I stumbled. Just go. You know how Apple has those rings? They got no, the rings. No. Oh, never mind then. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Well, for others, they, they got rings. You okay. Try to, you close the ring, oh, right? Okay. And everyone's trying to close the ring and you get a streak. Rings are closed inherently. It's not a ring. Just stop it. Thing. You close the ring. Okay. Right? And you try to have a streak of how many days you close all the rings. Oh, uh, okay. Right? And close then you're, the you've done well once you close all your rings. Okay. Yeah. Don't close know your rings, that, Joe. Okay. I got to close the ring. But yeah, that, that's the idea like that a lot of people get. Like, okay. So they move beyond you know, examining themselves to establishing themselves, right? Like I've got to establish myself in my performance and that somehow suits me or fits me to receive this when yeah. the fundamental issue is faith and repentance. That's that's what makes you ready. So that's it. I think examining ourselves, um, you know, like, like you read in First Corinthians, you know, you got to take a close look at yourself. In 2 Corinthians 13, 5, we read this, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. So the, the test is, do I believe, right? Like So, and this is something that we do not just for the Lord's Supper, but this is the thing that we should do daily. Every day. Every day. You, you check yourself, check your heart. Yep. And it's not that every day we wonder, am I in the faith, right? But there might be times in which you wonder, like, do I really believe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I, yeah, am I... Uh, uh, am I floundering here? Yeah. Is, is, has like, I've been, I've been, I've hit this place before where I ask like, where I'm not so much doubting the truth of the gospel, but I'm doubting the, the veracity of my confession. Like, I wonder like, so maybe I haven't actually believed myself. Let me, let me look, let me see. And people point to, you know, Calvinism as like, oh, well, you guys can never know because it's all about elect and you can't know if God has elected you. And that's not reformed theology at all. And mm-hmm. of course, it's not biblical. Um, how do I know if I'm elect? Well, if I believe. Well, how do you know if you believe? Well, you ask yourself, right? You take a look and you say, uh, do I have affection for Christ? Mm-hmm. Uh, do, I, do I trust that what he did on the cross is my only hope? And do I see that fruit? Do I yeah, see right. the fruit of the of the spirit working in yeah. my life, right? Now, it not do I see X amount of fruit? Yep, nope. It's do I see him at work? Do mm. am I trusting? So, and I remember RC Sproul was asked this question one time and he 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 said, I asked them, "Do you love Jesus?" And they're like, "Yeah, I do love Jesus." And they go, "Well, you think that comes from you?" That's not from you. That's that's from the Lord. And so you have a little bit of love for Jesus. Yeah, well, great. Now that can be cultivated, that can grow, mm-hmm. faith can grow, and that's a good thing. So if, if we don't do this, um, we can bring judgment on ourselves, right? A, a, kind of, uh, a kind of discipline, which is significant that if, if we, it's not that if you do the Lord's Supper wrong, God's mm-hmm. going to smite you. But if you are claiming Christ, right? First Peter talks yes, about this. You're going to yes. call God Father, but then you're not going to act like his child. That's a problem. Yeah. So you're going to essentially preach the gospel in the Lord's Supper. Yeah. You're going to eat and drink, claim that you are feasting on Christ by faith, but at the same time, you're living hypocritically. You aren't believing. Mm-hmm. You aren't repenting. Mm-hmm. There are consequences for that. And, you know, in first in Hebrews 13, we read about this idea of God's discipline. 
And discipline can take different forms. In, in Corinth, we see it happening in certain ways. When I've been disciplined by God, I think the most common way is this severe affliction of my conscience. Hmm. That just it, that seems to move the needle more for me uh, than, say, circumstantial problems. And I don't know why. It, I, I've noticed this. When things get difficult in my life, I have this temptation to take my eyes off of heaven, focus on the problem and try to work through it. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I know like some people, when they're in the foxhole they and the bombs are dropping, they, they cry out to God. Uh, I don't. My, my instinct is to just try and get out of that foxhole mm -hmm. or protect myself mm -hmm. or whatever. You don't want to get out of the foxhole usually. But um, it's like, I, I, I try to solve my problem. Whereas when things are good, I'm very quick to praise the Lord. But when he afflicts my conscience, I can't, I can't really change that. I can't yeah, fix yeah. that circumstance. So, so some people, it's an affliction of conscience. It can be difficult circumstances. It can be physical illness. It can be a lot of things. Mm. How do you respond? Like when, or, or when you look at your life, what, what has been the most common way that God has uh, disciplined you in those very rare times in your case, when no, God no, has yeah, to yeah, discipline yeah, yeah. you uh, the two times in your life? Two uh, times, only twice. Has, has it been more circumstantial, more physical, or more uh, spiritual? And it's always spiritual too, but I mean more like conscience-oriented heart, thoughts, feelings. Uh, I would say it starts there. It starts with the heart, thoughts, feelings. Um, but because I'm... Um, because I'm stubborn, he's got to amp it up a notch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like disciplining children. Yeah. That's not working. So let's try something else. Yeah. Or let's add to it. Let's add to it. So it's always add to it. So it's like, it goes there. I am stubborn. Then it might become physical, some sort of physical circumstance. And I'll start to get like an inkling. And I'm like, nah, can't be it. Can't be it. Something hit now. Nah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like other people stepping in going like, hey, dummy. <laughs> I'm like, oh. And then I'll say things like, you just affirmed what I had been thinking. Yeah. But I really wasn't. I was ignoring it. I should. That's the way I should put it. You just affirmed what I was ignoring. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's, I'll tell you. So that's why I praise God for community. Yeah. And it's it, it's embarrassing, of course, mm -hmm. when a brother or a sister has to point something out. Mm -hmm. And they usually, if you're in a good church, they'll do it lovingly. And oftentimes they'll do it in the form of a question. Hey, yeah. man, I've noticed this. Is yeah, this what's going on? I'm just like, oh, I know what that question means, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and this whole idea of of examining yourself, one of the things that, that I see in Scripture, that I think we can all see in Scripture, mm. is – that yes, we examine ourselves, but we do that in tandem with God, the Holy Spirit examining us. Like we ask God to examine us, yes, right? Yes. Search me, O Lord, and try me. See if there's any hurtful way yep. in me. Um, Psalm 20, uh, 26, 2, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Uh, we, we don't just, uh, we're not just looking at ourselves. We're asking for help. Yeah. Because we're going to miss it. You know, and it's, it's oftentimes like during our prayer of confession at, at church, you know, one of the things that we, we sort of push on is, you know, confessing the sins that we can see and that we're aware of, but asking God to show us what we're probably missing, mm -hmm. you know, because there, there's a difference between, well, I'm, I'm actively ignoring and, and turning against what God has been you know, showing me here. There's a difference between that and then just Maybe you've gotten into a situation where you've become numb. You, maybe you started by ignoring it, and now you don't even sense it. You don't yeah. feel it. We oftentimes need God to just kind of wake us up. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. 
And so this is a, I mean, really, this is a call to repent, mm -hmm. to believe, and uh, and to then move forward in joy. Yes. Because like there's a, there's, it, 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 it feels good <laughs> to, uh, to know the truth, to know the Lord. It feels good to do what he wants us to do because we're made to do those things. Mm -hmm. And you don't do it just because it makes you feel good. Uh, but there is joy in it, I think is the point. Like we, we repent and we go forward for the Lord's Supper or we receive the Lord's Supper in our seats, however you do it, around the table. And you, I, I, hope, I hope we conclude the Lord's Supper portion of worship with a smile. Yes. Right? It, might start, yes. it might start with heads down, but hopefully it ends with heads up. Yeah. yeah, you know what would be better? What's that? It starts with heads down, yeah, but it ends with hands up. Hands up. Hands up in praise and worship. Boom. Like Bo Burnham says, everybody put your hands up. Heads down, pray for me. Hands up. All eyes on me. There you go. Well, we'd love to get thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at DocAdiva, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DocTrevotion.com. They can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast here at the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. We got that all-access exclusive content. You got mm -hmm. Banter of Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. Head on over to DocTrevotion.com slash all-access to register today. And here's a sneak peek. Of next Monday's banter, we're going to, uh, uh, next Friday, we're going to have Turf Room over with uh, the Mons. Oh, that'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, that's yeah. great. What yeah. time? What Do should I do there? Okay, bye. Oh.